stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. reporters at noon so I'll head down there for that we'll see what he has to say about Elton Jenkins and others you know Tausch when Aaron Rodgers appears with Pat McAfee I feel like they talk about the media a lot yeah yeah it's probably fair and I think, while I don't think he actually mentioned him by name, uh, I do think that Aaron Rodgers was pretty clear with Pat and with AJ that he's not quite sure why a radio program would book Jermichael Finley on their show. I think that was the point he was trying to make. Um, Here's what he said to Pat well, McAfee in, about In fairness, Aaron's not a program director. He's not. It's true. And Jesse's a producer. He books guests all... Well, he booked the guest today, yesterday. Bill Schroeder, Wisconsin yeah, Automate. Big get. He was great, by the way. I want to hear more minor league stories from him. Here's what uh, Rogers talked about with Pat McAfee first on Tuesday. I think all these people who are on these shows now believe they're celebrities and they believe that they have this platform to, you know, use it to say whatever the hell they want. And that's how they garner the attention. That's how they get promotions. That's how they get to be on multiple networks. That's how they, you know, get their name out there and get a blue check mark and get to go to the Met Ball and whatever the hell's going on. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, that's the society we're in now. It's when I first got in the league in 2005 and you got in there in 2006, I mean, Social media wasn't a thing unless you had a MySpace. And it was all about who was your top five or top ten if they expanded it. What kind of music you had in the background. It wasn't about, you know, your social media following, your likes, your, uh, you know, how many views on a page. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's different. It's, it's all about uh, how many uh, impressions you can have for things that you say. So, you know, it's not going to be the... You know, the relax, we're fine, this is one week, it was a dud, we're going to bounce back. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't move the needle for anybody. But you start saying some outlandish things about, you know, what I did in the off season and me wanting to be on Jeopardy and not play ball and all this other, you know, ridiculousness that Tom Fanning, you know, told me was out there, uh, which I really didn't see myself. Um, I just think it's, it's, a, it's, that's the state of the media that we're in. So uh, I'll be Did honest. You say I, off season, off off season. Y'all sitting in the off season. Okay, I don't first disagree. Off, I don't. He disagree hears everything. Don't, don't don't kid yourself. Like, uh, he's more not fibbing just it from Tom. Yeah, come on. More fibbing. More yeah, fibbing. Fib. Like. Like Matt Lafleur, and no, no, no impact on his friendship with Kyle. Shanahan. What I did in the what off season. Off. <laughs> Uh, but I don't think he's wrong, right? I, I, I think people who have outlandish opinions, and that was not the same clip that I was thinking of where he kind of took Jermichael to task without naming him. But 
it is. That's the, you know, that's Stephen A. Smith. There are people that really enjoy his show. It's not for me. I don't personally watch First Take. It's not my programming. But clearly lots of people watch it. They pay Stephen A. Smith a, a very, very large amount of money every year because people like that stuff. I'm not among them, but he's right about that. We don't do that here. Occasionally we get into a heated disagreement, but we don't... The strong opinions, the outlandish opinions... You don't get a ton of outlandishness from this show. I believe in the way we do our show, just like I'm sure Stephen A. believes he does. But the point that I wanted to make with Rogers, and the thing that I wanted to ask him yesterday was this idea that there are those that question how committed he is to this team because of the offseason. And my first attempt at trying to ask that did not go in the direction I was looking for, so I clarified it. And here is how that exchange went. I don't think time for two more. I'm going to say you're at a different point now than maybe earlier in your career when you did worry about the stuff set on the outside, maybe. Um, is that the one thing that, I'm not supposed to swear in here, so would anger you, um, is when people question your investment because of the, like that wouldn't, that would offend me if I were in your spot because of how invested you've been throughout your career. Look, I, I do want to, uh, maybe rephrase or refocus what I what I said. Um, I strongly believe in everybody's ability to have an opinion, and I respect the fact that they have an opinion and should have an opinion. My issue is a platform given to individuals who only desire to say inflammatory things that are not based in fact. Right. So. So. Personally, I, I think I would be a little sensitive to people questioning my commitment to this team. Said it from the start, if I wasn't 100% committed to the squad and my team, then I wouldn't have come back. Now, maybe people thought that was you know, some sort of cliche line or um, obligatory statement, but it was the truth. Um, now, whether or not you understand uh, my attitude or you know, my uh, off the field interest in meditation or a more focused or centered lifestyle, that's fine. Not everybody's going to understand or relate to that or get that. But to use statements like that or things I did in the off season or, or my own mental uh, status that I actually explained many times in this room or in this forum uh, as the basis for statements around me not caring or not being invested with my team uh, is not rooted in fact, it's not correct. And uh, I do enjoy the opportunity to correct uh, misinformation like that. Do you question his commitment? No. And that was either. the, you know, I think when you look at how the whole offseason played out, and I kept coming back to, you know, why I thought he would come back. And once he came back, and I said, I think most of us that know him at all would tell you, once he made that decision, was he irritated? Did he think that San Fran was going to trade for him? Were there things that happened in the offseason? Yeah, there were. But once he came back and made that decision on that Saturday morning, for whatever reasons that he decided to do it, you knew 
that he's coming back. He wants to win, and he is going to do everything in his power to do that. Now, again, when you have a game like you did in Tampa you did, or in uh, Jacksonville, and you leave yourself open to critique because you did something different than what you've done in the past. Agreed. That is fair game to critique no him on his yeah. performance. But to act as if he didn't care or that he didn't put his heart and soul into trying to win that game, he, stopped, he didn't play well. And anyone that's ever played knows you have games that you don't play well. Now, it's just shocking because he usually doesn't play that bad. So those critiques of his play – Totally founded. Agreed. Critiquing him for being aloof, for not caring. I, I couldn't agree more with what Aaron had to say there. It, it, that is where you just don't know any better, and it's not – I don't know how guys can critique that part of it. Now, if a tier, teammate in his locker room comes out and says he's not doing this, this is different, this is – that's a whole different story. I, that is not what you're hearing. And I think everybody in the coaches included would tell you he is putting everything in, and we saw a big-time performance on Monday night, and we expect to see a bunch of big-time performances the rest of the year because, as he put it, those claims are unfounded, and it's misinformation, and I agree with him on those points. I, I do as well. I don't think that it is a, a an opinion that is only held by um, – J. Michael Finley. For sure. I think there's a lot of fans who I've heard them question this, right? Uh, I, and, and, again, they don't have any real insight into what his teammates are experiencing. That was why I asked the initial question of him, of his connectivity with his teammates, because that was where I was trying to get it. I obviously didn't succeed the first time around. But the, the, I, I look at him and his history and how competitive he is, I just don't see him. You could criticize everything you said. I don't see him coming in and half-heartedly playing. No, it's just not him. That's not who he is. That's that's just not it. And he can be mad at Goody and irritated with the organization, but he was steadfast in his. I think anyone that plays with him knows how much he wants to win, how prepared he is to win, and his effort to go out and win. It doesn't always work out. We, everybody knows that that competes. But to, to act as if he was going to just say the hell with it, I, I don't care if this organization wins another game, I want to get through this year, he, he doesn't need money like that. That is just not where his headspace is at. That's not why he's doing it at this point in his career. He's doing it because he loves playing football, and he loves his teammates, and he knew there was no other option out. So once he decided to come back, it was, let's do this, and then let's reevaluate where we're at uh, after the season. That's it. 